Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Two perspectives of Professor Moore. Physics is fun. Written by Lostfall. Galactic Cycle 1523234.24. The entry of Professor Claymore. My new physics class is starting soon. My fellow professors and Dean Hedifus is so excited to see how I'm going to keep the class engaged that they have asked me to share my first practical exercises with them prior to getting at all the students involved. This will be interesting as many of the traditional physics examples, like dropping an egg, I feel unsuitable given that a verse audience and a lost terms incident. The first class is Introduction to Physics. I figured I could make it fun by showing the class how it plays into everyday life. Originally, I had thought about disabling gravity in our classroom as a good way to do this, but learning that my new classroom was on the top of the physics building, I have scratched that idea. It would be too easy for a student to rediscover gravity just over the other side. I find it amazing that they have traditionally taught physics from the top of the building. They must enjoy the subject more than most human college students. I fear I may never understand the Xeno lack of proper safety guards when teaching. Because of this, I guess I will just have to use simpler methods to demonstrate Newton's three laws of motion. A rubber ball should do nicely and couldn't possibly pose a risk. The staff amazed me with how much they studied the ball. You would think that I had never seen rubber before. Galactic Cycle 153234.24 Entry Dean Hedifus Had the meeting with the physics department today and explained how dangerous Professor Moore's teaching methods were. We were able to get him to demonstrate what he planned on doing in his introduction to physics class. Professor Moore shocked us all after seeing his classroom on the first time. We have put him in a special reinforced portion of the top of the physics building to ensure that he couldn't do any damage to the surrounding facilities. To our amazement, he actually got quite upset about the lack of proper safety protocols. He even implied our negligence could have gotten students hurt, but said that he would change his demonstrations appropriately to protect the class. He showed us a strange red orb. Professor Moore called it a rubber ball. One side of it said... Physics is fun. He plans on using it for the first practical demonstration. The entire staff and I examined the ball to be safe. It appeared to be an artificial construction that was dense but springy. It bounced well but did not appear to pose any risk. None of us could think of any way that this could get dangerous. For once, I can go about my job without worrying about what horrors Professor Moore will inflict upon us. Galactic Cycle 153234.31 Entry Professor Claybois I am happy to report the first day of class has arrived. I was pleasantly surprised to find that all three of my periods were booked completely full. 
To my surprise and honor, Gorlai of the Allier, all six of my prior NORAG students signed up. They seemed to have forgiven my past mistake in chemistry. They told me they felt they'd learned more in that course than they had taken prior. It appears many of my past students share the sentiment or wish to have a career in the sciences as I've seen many familiar names and faces in the course as well. Several photo which resemble cute rodent scientists in lab coats have also joined the class. It was a good thing that I had a practical demonstration ready. While covering the basic concepts, notations, and dimensional analysis, linear and quadratic relationships I could see in their eyes, or equivalent glazing over. I don't think they actually engaged in the class until I said, as a practical demonstration, and pulled out my rubber ball. While the first two parts of the demonstration, letting the ball sit and show how the object at rest will stay there, and then rolling it off the table to show that a state stays only until it was acted upon by an outside force. The third part was where I earned something that I wasn't previously aware of, while the surface of the small moon that houses pan-galactic university always surprised me with the density of the air it held in place, not requiring environmental suits and allowing a surprisingly normal-looking campus, the air on the moon is apparently held in place by some sort of force field. I am so relieved that I didn't try to cut the gravity in this area. I cannot imagine explaining the spacing of an entire class full of students like I accidentally did to the ball. When I demonstrated that every force has an equal and opposite reaction, I tried to bounce the ball. It bounced higher than I expected in this low-gravity environment, and then rather than falling back, just caused a ripple in the force field and began to orbit the facility. Had I known that I could put things in pan-galactic university orbit that easily, I would have done this initially as a part of the class. We now have a great example of how an object in motion will remain in motion until acted upon by an outside force that proudly states physics is fun. Galactic Cycle 153234.31 Entry of Dean Edivis Professor Moore never mentioned anything about putting the ball into stable orbit. I would not have thought such a thing even possible had I not been near the space dock observing the deck in time to see a familiar red orb pass by proudly proclaiming that physics is fun. While not posing any obvious hazard, we are unsure how we are going to be able to retrieve it. We tried sending a shuttle out after it, but the orb only bounced off the surface into a higher orbit. Traditional tractor beams and magnetics also do not seem to affect the object. Thankfully... There is only one. It is known that the humans are stronger than any galactic species, but we did not expect his ability to do this. Perhaps getting him on the roof of the physics lab wasn't as safe as we thought. Galactic Cycle 153234.33 Entry Professor Clay Moore Today, in passing, the dean proudly told me that he sees my physics is fun ball every day. I imagine it's partly because results came back on my last period chemistry students posted some of the highest exam scores in our school's history on the intergalactic standard exams. After it was launched, the entire class wanted to know where I'd gotten it, so I gave them the net address or the supplier on Earth. Based on the thank you note and the crate of red physics fun balls I received from the supplier, it appears that they've become quite popular with the student body. 
Luckily, these arrived just in time for the kinetics class, which we all talked about speed, velocity, acceleration, projectiles, refall, and uniform circular motion. I am truly proud of my students. Not only were they prepared for this course, they all showed up with their own rubber balls. I had prepared three air cannons as my intent was to launch more rubber balls into orbit using compressed air this time. I had thought about doing something like that old potato gun using an igniter and aerosol, but ultimately decided teaching college students, regardless of species, how to do that was reckless. We spent the last half of each period launching students' personalized rubber balls into orbit as a practical example. I dare say that I have never seen the class embrace the fundamentals of kinetics in such a way. Several even had worked out specific angles and air pressures that they wanted to use to achieve their orbits. This is truly a marvelous environment to teach in, and I am starting to appreciate having a roof-level classroom. Too bad on most human planets the demonstrations are not so easy. I feel honored to have been given this opportunity by Dean Hedifus. It is a great pride I record the launching of 1,800 personalized rubber balls during my three classes into orbit with air cannons. The students could not have been more excited. After class, I allowed them to launch the remaining 200 physics-spun balls into orbit. Galactic Cycle 153234.33 Entry Dean Hedifus the dock manager requested I come to the docks today as there was something I had to see. I was greeted by a constant circulation of Professor Moore's rubber balls, many in different colors with different wording on the side. I know I saw the bright red physicist fun ball pass by mocking me at least once. I'm also fairly certain several of the orbs were also putting into orbit intended to scare incoming ships as they were just large enough to show on radar. I am also sure that I saw at least one brown orb making fun of my name in my own language. Obviously, Professor Moore is continuing to torment me. The docking staff has spent the entire day trying to figure out how they are going to remove the rubber asteroid belt from orbit. While I admit that it has been interesting watching shuttle objects avoidance systems cause some erratic flight patterns on shuttles trying to dock, the crews have been less than pleased. These balls also appear to generate a slight charge when bumping against each other and are starting to cause minor interference with communications. Least that is the explanation the dock manager gave for not warning the crews before the object avoiding systems kicked in. The Galactic Security Council surprised me with a notification that they are sending a team out to collect the balls after hearing how they can interfere with communications and flight paths. They even paid the university a surprisingly large grant as they felt they could help with their war efforts. Galactic Cycle 153234.38 Entry Professor Claymore Dean Hedifus has approached me asking that I cease putting things into orbit. I am guessing that the military ships above trying to remove the balls from orbit is putting a lot of strain on him. Luckily, the cat I ordered from the pound on Earth is scheduled to show up today. I know it's a rescue, but I think it'll do wonders for the Dean's stress levels. They described it as a male tomcat from the streets of old Detroit. It has had a rough life up until this point, having lost most of its tail, left eye and ear in what were likely fights. 
The clinic has patched him up as best they can, muted him, bathed him, and given him all his shots. I even had them include a couple bags of cat food and litter, some toys, and a book on taking care of cats. It should be an improvement for both the Dean's stress levels and the Tomcat's quality of life. Today's class was a rotational motion. After the discussion of the learning points, we spent most of the class watching soldiers trying to catch rubber balls in orbit while discussing rotational mechanics. Galactic Cycle 153234.38 Dean Hedifus Despite my frustrations, watching the Galactic Council soldiers trying to catch these orbs in space did a lot to lighten my mood. They have parked a ship in geosynchronous orbit and are tossing soldiers at the balls to try and catch them before putting them back into the ship. It's not fast, but highly entertaining for us out here, probably more so than it is to the soldiers. I have a grave concern as I've heard rumors that students watching this are discussing the possibility of making a new sport based upon this. Update. I believe Professor Moore figured out I tried to have him fired and is now trying to kill me. Today, a crate showed up from the human colony addressed to me containing a fierce carnivorous predator native to the human world of, uh, old Detroit. Several professors have told me that humans often keep these as pets, but this creature is horrifying. It is covered in scars to include a missing eye, ear, and reproductive organs. The tail also appears to have been mutilated. It emits terrible noises at me from the crate containing it. Included with the creature was a bag of uh, cat food, a shallow plastic pan, and a bag of coarse sand. There was also a book, but it was written in Earth English, not standard collecting, so it does me little good. The photo and the alley on start seemed instinctively terrified of it, and it seems to also have an unnatural obsession with them as well. Any time they are in the area, they will crouch down and swish the remnants of the tail back and forth while staring at them. The Dark Master would not let me jettison it into space, and even the Xenobiology Lab refused to take it while alive. It is currently loose in my quarters, and I have been forced to sleep in my office. I can hear things breaking from the outside, and even our security refused to go in after it. I'm starting to fear, Professor Moore. With such a simple act, he has stripped me of almost everything. I seek help. Galactic Cycle 153234.39 Entry Dean Hedifus I tried to tender my resignation again, but the board refused. They feel the university is performing at an all-time high right now, and to leave would disrupt that. They didn't even acknowledge my groveling. When I tried to go back to my home today, I could not find the monster. It appears to have escaped. What's worse, the whole house smelled like the predator's musk and all my belongings had been shredded. I'll admit some relief to discover it was gone, but we'll have to put the whole staff on alert as I fear for my safety and the school with this beast running loose. Maybe some sleep will do me good. Update. I could barely sleep due to all the flashing lights and pounding noises coming from the physics building. Professor Moore was clearly celebrating his victory over me, even going so far as to play a tune pronouncing that they were the champions. Shortly after I finally dozed off, I woke up in pure panic to find the monster on my chest rhythmically vibrating. I could not move for fear of it turning on me and shredding me. It took several hours before the creature finally decided to get off of me and shred my chair. I did not know where it had been, but I am now more terrified than ever.
Galactic Cycle 153234.43 Entry, Professor Clay Boer The practical learning exercises this semester had been going great. The students were absolutely fascinated by the demonstrations of fluid mechanics and thermodynamics. While many were familiar with circuits, they all seemed to fully engage with the demonstrations. Tomorrow, we get into electrostatics and magnetism, and I think a small railgun would be a perfect way to show these principles at work. On a side note, I have not seen Dean Hedifus in some time. I can only assume that he's adjusting to his new pet. Galactic Cycle 153234.43 Entry Dean Hedifus I have finally gotten the upper hand working with the Galactic Security Council. We have finally disposed of the beast. While they refused to kill it, they did offer me a usage of experimental weapon called the Carbonate Gun. It was developed from a human fiction, the premise being to trap the creature in stasis within a metallic cocoon that looks like the original creature. I was told that this was the first test on a living creature and gladly volunteered the monster in my house. I didn't even care about the grant money the council happily offered to pay the school for the test. While not actually dead, the creature is immobile and will never pose a threat in this facility. I now have a metallic life-size statue with the monster in stasis in the middle of it. I think I'll send it back to Professor Moore as proof of my ability to overcome the devious designs. Galactic Cycle 153234.44 Entry Professor Clay Moore Today was a rough day. I can proudly say that none of the students were hurt. I had been suspended from teaching physics for the time being. The security council team has spent most of the calls catching rubber balls deciding to sit in on today's class. This was a big surprise, but not unwelcome. They seemed to have intense interest in how I was using electrical currents to generate magnetic fields for my improvised railgun. Well, they kept the current slow during the first two courses and ensured the railgun was aimed at a distant hill. Things didn't go so well during the third period. A large Qatar and the security council came over at the final demonstration and wanted to see what a high voltage would do. Before I could stop him, he cranked the power all the way up and triggered it, launching the steel bar stock that I had been using straight down through the side of the physics building and into the moon's surface below. While we were all relieved that no one was hurt, we did significant damage to all the floors in the physics building. None of us are sure how far down this bar stock went, but the security council has taken my railgun and the dean has suspended my physics class. My students have seemed upset and protested, but they were ultimately assigned to other professors to finish the last couple classes. I've been told the Security Council has requested my help refining the design of the railgun for space defense forces and is paying the school for it. Dean Hedifus also sent me a gift, a metallic cat statue, as a way of recognizing my hard work and efforts. I'm glad his pet has become such a symbol to him. It's truly a magnificent statue, showing an uncanny level of realism. I wonder what course they'll get me to teach next. Galactic Cycle 153234.44 Entry Dean Hedifus I thought physics was a safe course. I couldn't see what harm it could do. I truly felt the fool. The Galactic Council has to directly involve themselves in the course of my campus. I was so wrapped up in dealing with the monster Professor Moore unleashed on me that I wasn't even paying attention to what he was doing. 
What's worse, the carbonite encased monster I sent him, intended to be a message, was proudly put on display in his office like a trophy. He also sent me a thank you card, mocking me. The board has also informed me that Professor Moore's demonstration has already led the Galactic Security Council to fully fund him and provide him with a lab. Additionally, his students are far outperforming the students of more traditional classes and all standardized testing. These lunatics are considering making him the professor for life. They again refuse to accept my resignation and now want me to find a safer course for him to teach. I am leaning towards genetics, but will consult with the science department to see if there's any way that he could do anything dangerous in that course. I don't see how this situation could possibly get worse. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.